Hello and welcome to Just the Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Psalm 57, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today and for watching over us. Thank you for your many blessings. I'm grateful, Lord, for you are very kind and gracious. And Lord, I just lift up this time. I lift up this day to you, and I pray that you would be the one that we focus on, that we honor, and that we bring glory to. And Lord, I just pray for you to guide us, guide me. I pray that it would be you, Holy Spirit, who talks through me, that you would be the one that we hear. Nothing from me. I'm just a guy. I don't have anything good to say. We really need to hear from you, Father. I just pray that your word, your understanding, and your wisdom would be imparted to us today. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So a little bit different today. I'm going to actually read just a touch of um, what David was going through during this time. He was actually in a cave. So the, the psalm starts out with, for the director of music to the tune of Do Not Destroy of David, a mictim when he had fled Saul into the cave. Well, what cave did he, did he fl- flee into and why was he fleeing? Well, let's read it. It's coming from Isaiah, um, 1 Samuel, I'm sorry, 22. David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him, and he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. From there, David went to Mizpah in Moab and said to the king of Moab, Would you let my father and my mother come and stay with you until I learn what God will do for me? So he left them there with the king of Moab, and they stayed with him as long as David was in the stronghold. But the prophet Gad said to David, Do not stay in the stronghold. Go into the land of Judah. So David left and went to the forest of Harith. Now Saul heard that David and his men had been discovered, and Saul went, and Saul was seated, spear in hand, under the tamarisk tree on the hill of at Gibeah, with all his officials standing at his side. He said to them, "Listen, men of Benjamin, will the son of Jesse give all your give all of you fields and vineyards? Will he make all of you commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds? Is that why you have all conspired against me?" No one tells me when my son makes a covenant with the son of Jesse. None of you is concerned about me or tells me that my son has incited my servant to lie and wait for me as he does today. Anyways, so it goes on. And at the end of this, the, basically the priests were like, no, we're good. We're not going to you know, do what you ask. We're not going to turn on him. We're going to do what God says. So... He goes, so then Saul says to um, Ahimelech, I'm going to kill you and your whole family. And he proceeds to kill the priest, kill the children, destroy all the cattle, all the donkeys, and the sheep. He destroys the, the children, the women, everything. He wipes them out. So this is what David is facing when he writes this psalm. I decided it would be good, for, you know, good to have some visual and understanding as to where David was at. So Psalm 57, verse 1, have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster is past. I cry out to God most high, to God who vindicates me. 
He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends forth his love and his faithfulness. I am in the midst of lions. I am forced to dwell among ravenous beasts, men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They spread a net for my feet. I was bowed down in distress. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart, O God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake my soul. Awake harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. So David is facing some pretty life-threatening situations. And yet he's singing praises to God. He knows God is actually going to save him. He knows that God wants him to ask for help because that's a version of prayer. We read that in Psalm 50. And so the reality is, is when he's saying that, he talks about then, hey, they dug a pit in my path, but they've fallen into it themselves because God is actually engaged in this. God is participating and making wise men seem foolish. So let's go to A.W. Tozer. You may have seen some of his quotes that he wrote that I had in the summary. And he focuses on verse 9. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the people. Tozer writes, God is having a good time in his role, and so let us not think anymore of God as being heavy-browed and gloomy. I repeat that when God made the heaven and the earth, they sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. There wasn't a funeral at the creation of the world. There was an anthem. All creation sang. And I have to remember that because God knew what he was doing. He knew that I would be successful or fail, a failure. He knew that I would test things, that I would definitely you know, sin, and that I would be desperate for his help. So he knew what was happening, and yet they sang. At the incarnation, they sang. Some people put a clammy, pasty pall over the happy mouths and say, the angels didn't sing, peace on earth, goodwill to men. According to the Greek, they said, peace on earth, goodwill to men. But you can't read that without something beginning to move in you. You get a rhythm. You get music in your heart. Peace on earth, goodwill to men, they said. There was singing at the incarnation. And then at the resurrection, there was singing. I will sing of you among the people, said Jesus in the psalm. It doesn't tell us in the New Testament that Jesus sang when he rose from the dead, but the Old Testament foretells that one of the first things Jesus would do was sing. And one of the last things he did before he went out to die was to sing a hymn along with his brethren. I'd love to have heard that hymn. So God is happy with us. I mean, he's happy. He knew what he was creating. And he knew that we would be strong and weak. That at times we'd be cowards and other times we'd be brave. There'd be times when we'd feel overwhelmed. There'd be times when we would give ourselves credit when it was actually him. But then we would turn back to him and seek him out. God's not a gloomy Gus. God is a happy God who loves us. So I just think about all of this. God likes interacting with us. It's like... How often did I 
love interacting with my children. Yes, there were times when my children were like, oh my gosh, how'd you do that again? But for the most part, I love being with my kids, even now as they're grown up. I always loved being with my children. And you know what? God loves being with us. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for loving me, for taking care of me, for knowing my strengths and my weaknesses and still just loving me as a good father would. I love the fact that I can call you Abba Father. And so, Lord, I'm grateful for today because there's been victories and there's been challenges. My mind and my heart are up and down. But the reality is, is I remember you love me and you care about me. So, Father, I just pray for this day and the rest of this day. And I pray for my friends who are listening. I pray you watch over them, keep them safe, and keep all of our families from harm. I pray for your Holy Spirit to be about them, your angels to be guarding them. And may may you, Holy Spirit, fill their hearts. May we truly understand what it means to be spirit-filled, what that what power that gives us, what it means to be made in your image and to be filled by you. So Father, I lift up this time. I lift up our nations to you. And I say nations because there's quite a few of them out there listening. And I just pray, Lord, that you would be glorified. I pray that we would learn to love you with all of our being so we can love our neighbors ourselves. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.